Welcome in to Moving the Chains. I'm Kevin Thomas alongside Jarrell Hendricks. Got another great interview lined up for you guys today. A very special guest, the new head coach of the Hilton Head Prep Dolphins, Coach Dustin Etheridge. Coach, how are you doing today? Doing great. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, appreciate your time. I know we really do. If this is you guys' first time checking us out, we appreciate that. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, social media, all those places, uh, at Moving Chains, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. Also have an audio-only version of our podcast on, on Google, Spotify, Apple, et cetera, like that. So check us out wherever you get your podcast at. So Coach Etheridge was hired in February. Comes from Hammond, where he was the D, uh, defensive assistant. Also spent time at South Carolina, Newberry College, Heathwood Hall, and Ben Lippin. Coach, let's just start there. How's the transition been coming in mid-year, stuff like that? How has that been for you? Uh, it, you know, it's it's been hectic, of course, you know, trying to – uh, learn everybody, learn the school, and uh, start building those relationships with the folks down here in Hilton Head. But it's it's also been a, a, a fun time, uh, a new beginning so much for my family. And um, we're really excited to, to keep this this pace up. So, Coach, we got to get some background information for from you. Excuse me. Uh, sure. Tell us a little bit about your coaching career. How'd you get started? And, uh, you know, maybe some some stops along the way. Maybe you got some some coaches that you coach with that you want to talk about. Sure. I, um, I actually got started while I was a student at the University of South Carolina as a student assistant for Ellis Johnson when he was uh, defense coordinator there. That was 2009 season and 2010 season. So I actually got to be a part of the only SEC, um, you know, East champion team, got to go to the um, SEC championship game against Auburn, you know, coach against Cam Newton. Um, so a lot of that kind of stuff. And then from there, uh, we went to a couple high schools, ended up at Newberry College as an assistant outside linebackers coach, and then bounced around the, the skis of schools. I really like small school ball. That's kind of near and dear to my heart. And you get those real, real good relationships with um, players and families. So been at um, Ben Lippin, Heath, well, Heathwood Hall with uh, John, Coach John Wheeler, who's now the head coach at Hammond, uh, Ben Lippin, and, of course, Hammond. Awesome. So, Coach, looking at your new position, you know, how long was the process of getting you in place? Was it a over a couple months you interviewed, or was it a pretty quick turnaround from start to finish? Um, we we started the process back in uh, right after the season mm -hmm. finished. Um, Coach Adams knew he was going to step away, uh, so the job was kind of out there. And after we finished uh, the skis of playoffs and won one state last year, I had a conversation with John Wheeler and said, you know. I think I kind of want to give this head coaching thing a, a go. And John says, well, you know, I'm, I'm with you. Where, where, where do you want to go? And I said, you know, the beach sounds pretty nice. So um, <laughs> we ended up uh, talking to uh, Eric Matheson here, the AD. They do a wonderful job here at Hilton Head. And um, we, we hit it off. And I was lucky enough to get offered the, the job. So you mentioned Coach Adams, who, who did retire from Hilton Head Prep. Um, what was that transition like? Were you able to speak with him? You know, he'd been there for a while, you know, get some tips, any feedback on how to adjust at the new school? Definitely. Coach Adams has been doing this for probably longer than I've been alive. He's, he's an awesome human being, um, and he's doing a lot of work with the FCA stuff now. He's actually going to come back to prep and be our uh, FCA um, liaison mentor. Great, great guy. He gave me the the lowdown on everything. Um, so it was a very easy transition. He, um, he's awesome. Can't say enough about him. So, Coach, how's the staff shaping up? Are you got everybody fully in place now? You got a couple guys you're still looking at bringing in. We, we're, uh, we're set. We're ready to go. Um, I was lucky enough to have a great 
Um, we are a very young football team, um, and our middle school staff was phenomenal. So I just basically brought all those guys up. They, they're familiar with Hilton Head, familiar with these uh, players and families, and it just the fit was was right. So and um, with my defensive background, it uh, you know with Ellis and everywhere I've been, I've been a defensive coach. So it's easy for me to kind of take over the defensive coordinator role and then you know let them guys uh, score some points. So you got to learn from a, a legend in, in Coach Ellis Johnson. I mean, he's very, very well res- respected in the in the college ranks. Uh, well, kind of tell us about that experience of becoming a student coach at South Carolina, especially when that program was taken off under Coach Spurrier. Uh, it was a, a privilege to be a part of it. It was a whirlwind. I, you know, it. Um, I think back on it fondly. Long, long days, later nights. You know, you, when you're a student assistant, it's uh, go get the coffee and also input, you know, nine games from two years ago so we can break them down. But that's how you learn the game of football is really through film. Um, and, and that's what he taught me is that, hey, uh, you know, inputting and, and watching this over and over again, you're going to learn the game of football. And he was a great mentor to me. If I were to call him right now and say, hey, coach, I'm I'm struggling. I need this, that and the other. He'd, he'd be there in a heartbeat. He's just that kind of guy. So, Coach, for people who haven't seen you guys play or maybe aren't familiar with your style, you know, what kind of schemes and style do you like to run on offense and defense? And I assume you're going to be calling plays for defense. This will be the D.C. this year, correct? Definitely. So, uh, if you've watched Hammond play, you're going to know our defense very well. Um, like I said, learning from Ellis, we've talked, you know, what defense we'd love to run and this, that, and the other. At Carolina, it was a, a 4-2-5. And um, we look back on those days talking. Sometimes he's like, man, what should we run a? a 50, slanting 50, like what Walford runs, what, you know, that sort of thing. And it fits our, our style a little bit better. Um, so we're going to do that here. And on offense, we're going to, I don't want to say it's Coastal Carolina, but it's more that, you know, two back set, tight end, a little bit of misdirection, that sort of thing. We're not, we're not going to be, you know, 100% spread, but we're also not going to be, um, you know, eye formation either. We're going to try to mix it up. As far as the defense is concerned, are you going to call plays for defense or are you going to have somebody on the staff that's going to handle the game planning and all that? Uh, for now, I'm going to call the plays and um, take care of the game planning. I'm hoping that I can mentor somebody eventually to, to take over those duties. But with this short turnaround, and you know, I'm, I'm just going to do it for now. I'm comfortable with it. I've done it pretty much everywhere I've been. Cool. So, Coach, what kind of team do you guys have coming back? Any special guys that we should be yeah. on the lookout for? Um, Lonzo Daly uh, was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. Um, he's coming back for his senior year, getting some looks. Uh, I'm looking for a big season from him. He's going to be featured featured on offense, but I'm telling you, he's a heck of an outside linebacker. So, um, we'll, we'll see what we get from him. Uh, like I said, I think we have five total seniors. So, really, really young team. Um and we'll, we're very excited, though, to groom them and bring them along in our in our scheme and, in, you know, in our culture. Yeah, so that, that's kind of a question off of that. Like, with it being a young team and you being a new coach, um, you know, is it hard to get them to buy in or is it a little bit easier, you know, um, with them, you know, only having five seniors and uh, having a large group that you're going to be able to, to have, you know, even next season? 
Yeah, the the buy-in has been been very very good over the summer. We you know we've been working out all summer and spring. We've had some of the highest numbers they've had in a, a couple of years. You know, anecdotally what they've told me, and um, it, it's a, it's a good thing because I can uh, coach my style. They can you know learn me. They can learn what I expect out of them. And you know, um, we're a, like I said a a slanting three four swarming to the ball get there angry type of team. Um, and th- that's not a lot of – I'm not going to say that's not what every team does. They, you know, they want a, an aggressive defense, but we really, really um, push it. So th- they're learning with me. You know, I'm learning them. They're learning me. So it's actually a very good thing, I think so. And in, in a couple of years, um, hopefully the returns uh, are in a state championship. So speaking of kind of the summer, have you guys done many seven-on-sevens, and how has that been? And also, do you have a, a jamboree lined up or kind of a scrimmage lined up here for, for August? We uh, actually have our first seven-on-seven next, uh, tomorrow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're going to ride up to Walterboro and uh, play Carlton Prep, and then uh, in a couple weeks we're going to scrimmage, uh, scrimmage, excuse me, Estel mm-hmm. and a couple other teams. I, I don't know, I think it's a jamboree, but there's a few teams involved. And then Bethesda is going to be right around the corner. So – um, we're excited and ready to put those pads on. So for me, I'm, I'm come from the high school league and a lot of our listeners are more of the high school league when it comes to skis, obviously the student populations are a lot smaller. Uh, can you kind of tell the listeners, like how many guys do you have, you know, suited up for the varsity squad and, um, you know, how many guys are going both ways? Uh, what are your total like numbers going into the season? That's a, that's a good question. So depending on your um, level of skis, if you're up in the four A's where Hammond, the, you know, the Ben Lippin, the Heathwoods of the world, you might have a guy or two that goes both ways. But for the most part, you've, you know, got your office and defense set. Where we are in the three A level, um, it's probably four or five guys going both ways. Um, about 30 to 35 on the, on the squad. Um, so it's Ironman football. They play, they do everything. Uh, but there's also an advantage to that. You never get to come off the field. And, and if, if any of you, your listeners have played the game, the worst thing is sitting over there on the sidelines. So that's what I always tell them, you know, you're always going to be a part of the game in some way, shape, or form. And, and piggybacking off of that question, you know, how vital is it, you know, for your strength and conditioning program and, you know, your summer workouts to get these guys ready because, you know, and that's not even accounting, you know, injuries, you know, you know, we want everybody to stay healthy, but that's part of the game. How vital is that strength program and off-season workout program? It's huge. Um, with my transition, our OC, Ray Jones, has really spearheaded that and has done a great job, uh, especially, you know, installing his stuff as we go. Uh, it's a next man up mentality. You might be playing inside linebacker, somebody goes down, you might have to play outside linebacker. You've been playing, you know, running back for two games, and now we need a slot receiver. It's just, you know, that you got to be ready when your name is called. Um, so it's a little bit different than the high school league where you really focus in on your craft and um, try to perfect it. Now you're kind of focusing in on the team uh, scheme and the team ideal so that way you can fit and plug in when needed. So with the recent realignment, Coach, you guys are going to be in Class 3A, Hilton Head Prep will be. Schedule's already out. You guys are playing the likes of, you know, Hilton Head Christian, PD Academy, Pinewood Prep. All schools will be contenders for the state title. You know, is it an advantage or a disadvantage to play those high-level teams during the season that you'll probably see again in the playoffs if you get that far? 
Well, I love it. I love the highest level of competition. I don't like to shy away from anyone. Um, and I, I want to bring that type of mentality to Hilton and Prep. Um, and I think it's going to be great for them, especially being so young. And we're going to face these same teams year in, year out. Mm -hmm. So, you know, starting in the uh, – as a freshman, you, you might not be so timid when we get to your, you know, uh, sophomore, junior year. I've seen that guy, you know, nine, three or four times. So, it's um, – I think it's an advantage, and I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Okay. And kind of off of that, Coach, with the schedule being out, I think you guys start your games at 4.45 p.m. Is that correct? We do. Yep. That's, you know, is, is that do you see it or do you foresee a big effect on you guys team or maybe even the the, the visiting team more? How do you kind of uh, kind of work around that new start time there? Yeah, that that's a that's a, it's it's different. When I was going through the interview process and they told me we were going to play at 425, <laughs> I was like, what? Or is this Sunday? Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but with the rules of being for your listeners, Hilton Head Prep is located inside Sea Pines which is um, a gated community. It's a uh, natural preserve. So they have a lot of rules about lights and when lights can be on and that sort of thing. So um, I see it as a little bit of an advantage because we're out in it every day. Um, not that every team is not practicing in the heat, but um, we're, we're used to it. Uh, and also when we go away to another team's facility, our guys get jazzed to be able to play under the lights because they don't yeah. get to do it you know, uh, every Friday night, like most, most schools do. Um, so we try to spin it as a positive as best we can. Good deal. I think we're going to transition to, to some easier questions here. Uh, you know, you're a South Carolina grad, you came up, mm -hmm. you know, as a student assistant in that program. Um, and we, we love, you know, the state of South Carolina football, even on the college level. Um, what are your thoughts on Coach Beamer's tenure so far and how he's, uh, you know, laying that foundation after a successful season uh, his first year in Columbia? I'm excited for him. I actually got to talk to him not too, too long ago. He's, he's really – he was actually on that first staff 2009. He was the Spurs coach when I was coming in. Um, and he, he's a good, great guy. He stays in touch with pretty much all of our little South Carolina group that are coaching high school ball or, you know, coaching wherever. And I think uh, he's, he's, good, he's laid a good foundation. Uh, he's a culture guy. Those, those boys are going to want to run through a, a wall for him. Um, so I'm excited to see with the talent that they have coming back some, some steps forward. But it, we know it's the SEC, and we know that every game is going to be a – a knockout drag out fight so um but he's one i'd want in my corner that's for sure well coach how's the golf game and are you getting out there on the course <laughs> when you get down to hilton head i i'm i'm trying to get there these uh these fellows down here really can play but <laughs> you got to remember I, I i did work for coach spurrier who drug us out um one of my favorite coach spurrier stories this is way back we were uh still practicing on the armory uh back back then he was way down on the other end, and we'd have to cross the street, and, you know, the, the sheriff would stop, let us walk across, and um, I'd hear something whizzing by my head, <laughs> and he was he was chipping golf balls from the other end of the of the football field down towards us as we were running on the field. So you just never knew what you were going to get with Coach. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so was that, was that part of the appeal of, you know, taking the job? I know, obviously, you're a football guy, and, you know, definitely being on the defensive side, I know you, you – you breathe and eat and live football, but was that appealing moving to Hilton Head, you know, getting to play some golf and living at the beach? 
Yeah, it's, it's it was definitely um, into it. Um, I've lived in Columbia pretty much my my whole life, so it was a good change of pace. And um, like I said, I've always wanted to be a head coach. And you you know when you go on an interview, you kind of get that feeling: can this be home? And I, I felt like it could. So it, it definitely was appealing. But it's the people that I've met so far that have really um, you know make it feel like home. But I'm, I'm definitely going to get out there as much as I can. <laughs> well, Coach, so, so, you know, you've been around Columbia for a while, now down at Hilton Head. Let us know, what are some of your favorite restaurants in Midlands and down here on the coast as well? And, and also, do you have a big barbecue spot? Because Drell and I are big barbecue guys. Well, um, so I'm actually originally from Lexington, South Carolina. So if I, if I don't mention Sheely's Barbecue out in Batesburg, you know, my family probably disowned me, but, um, you know, love Shoeys and Hudson's up there down. Uh, my wife's from, um, Holly Hill. So, um, Sweatman's barbecue. If you've never stopped on 95 coming down to Charleston, you need to go to Sweatman's. Uh, definitely. I haven't, uh, hit a barbecue spot here yet, but will, um, sure. Uh, there's so many restaurants and things to do down here. I tell her, you know, it's, uh, everything has to blend in and Hilton Head. They got the, you know, the color scheme, everything's green. Um, you turn into Walmart, you might find six or seven buildings that are behind it. It's uh, just kind of a, a crazy deal. So we're trying to get our bearings down here and um, find some of the local spots. So uh, being in Carolina, uh, especially during, you said you, you were in that championship run for the you know, SEC East, got to play against that crazy good uh, Cam Newton Auburn team. Uh, what were some of your favorite moments of that of that season that you can remember? Uh, um, a, a few of them. Uh, Alshon Jeffries catch over the Alabama defender. Uh, I was up in the press box for that. That was awesome. I'll never forget that. Um, I would like to forget the championship game. I think that was a rough one. Um, we didn't have many answers that day. But um, overall, it was a, it was a really good team. Uh, you got to think of all the guys are in the league now, or were in the league, or you know, kind of coming out now um, from that, that from that football team. It was it's kind of amazing to think about that you know you, you were hanging out or coaching with those dudes. You know, pretty special. Well, coach, kind of to wrap up here, what are some of your goals for the team for the twenty twenty two season? We just want to move forward with um, you know make it fresh, make it fun again. Um, you know, the, it's, we want to be competitive in every football game that we play. And we want to play, uh, our motto is five seconds. The average football play takes only about five seconds. And if you can give me maximum effort for five seconds, then, then I can put you in the right place uh, to make a play. And our kids have bought into that. And they break down to that. And um, we're hoping to bring a new mentality to, to Hilton Head. And hopefully that leads to, to wins. You know, we're all competitive. We all want to win everything, but it, but it's about the kids. You know, it's about them having a great experience and taking these experiences on with them. And uh, so that's really, really my goal. Well, this has been great. Definitely want all of our listeners and viewers to check out Coach Etheridge and the Hilton Head Prep Program on social media. Follow them on Twitter and Facebook, et cetera. Uh, you know, also check us out, like I mentioned earlier, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Move and Change, M-O-V-I-N-C-H-A-I-N-S. Also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, et cetera, like that. That's all the questions I got. Joe, do you have anything left for Coach Etheridge here? 
Oh, no, I don't have any more questions. I mean, it's 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 really awesome. We got a, another branch off the Coach Curtis tree. We were able to speak <laughs> with him at, at Dorman. So it's great to, to catch up with you. Uh, I'm self-admittedly, I don't know much about Skiza ball, uh, but, you know, much like South Carolina, I want to make sure you guys get as much exposure as possible. And I'm not a good golfer, but I'd love, you know, to catch, you know, you know, maybe get some seafood, you know, catch nine holes and then go watch some, some football. I feel like I can do that, especially with you guys taking off at 445, but we just wish you continued success and hope you guys have a great season. Thanks so much. Let me know when you're down here. For sure. Thanks, Coach. I uh, look forward to talking, to talking to you soon. Have a good day. Appreciate you.